Hello, hello. Hey there, I'm Nick. And I'm Abby. Welcome back to the Empowered by Empath podcast. Today, we've got a super special guest. His name is Chase, and he's only 19 years old, but he's a total entrepreneur making big changes, and he's my little brother. Hey, Chase. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> good, yeah, good. Yeah, we're doing good. How are you? I'm good. My business is doing good. Nice. nice. Good. <laughs> That's why we wanted to bring you on. Well, let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Okay. Well, as you said, I am 19 and I started a lawn and landscape business this year, which I've been scaling pretty big recently. So I just passed my goal of hitting $100,000 revenue in my first year and i have big plans on you know changing the labor industry as a whole rather than just making this about making money at the lawn care nice oh, tell us a little bit about what what your mission is and how you're going to change the lawn care industry labor industry overall yeah so what i kind of like to focus on rather than other companies when they f focus on more about you know cheaper prices i try to you know, I still am in the medium price range, but I like to focus a lot more on my actual employees and the community as a whole. So I have a different way that I pay my employees versus like P for P rather than hourly. So it's paid per performance. So the harder my guys work, the more money they make. So I'm not scared to, you know, pay my employees what they're worth and to actually give them an incentive to work harder so they're not just you know working for the same check every week the harder they go the more money they make so it's up to them rather than up to me yeah it seems like a really fair opportunity bringing in um more or less like the independence of a freelance contractor almost within your company but also the dependability of a company taking care of them at the same time is is what it looks like that you're building out right there Yep, I took a lot of inspiration from companies like Amazon and FedEx. Okay, what specifically stood out that wanted you to mirror them, those, uh, those companies? For me, I kind of thought a lot in the beginning about employee retention, keeping my employees over a period of time rather than, you know, people who show up for a couple months and then leave. And I saw a lot of people at FedEx and Amazon who actually stayed with those companies for years, tens of years. Sometimes like they're there for 30 years, 40 years. And I was always wondering why do they like these companies so much? And when I look deeper into it, it's kind of the freedom aspect where you're not, you're not having to work at certain hours. It's more based off of you. They give you a supply of work, but you can do it at your own pace rather than them, you know, setting all this rules and diameters for everything that you're doing. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People operate differently. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Going back to that fair concept. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really interesting because when most people think about business, they think about like cutting, cutting down and increasing the profit margins. So they're focused more on making income rather than focusing on the people and how are your people that are working with you going to feel and how are you going to make an impact on people's lives rather than just your wallet. So it's really interesting that you think that way. Yep. And I try to, you know, my big goal is to do both at one time. So 
that's where my business model, I kind of focused a lot more on efficiencies so I can do get both the best of both worlds where I can pay my employees well at the same time I get my fair chunk of change too so I kind of figured out that sweet spot right now so I'm getting best of both worlds nice nice and also doing that uh employee retention that you talked about earlier i mean who wouldn't want to stick around when they're making more money especially in today's economy with what everything looks like price wise and the expense to live is definitely going up every um every month it seems like yeah, that we're in. Yep. yeah. so i i want to dig a little bit deeper into your mindset because you have these these um thought processes that mirror somebody who's been in business for years and years, but you're only 19 years old. So what what like drove that change within you that made you think a little bit different than other people who just say, oh, it's time to go to college. And you're like, oh, I'm, I wanna scale a business. See, a big thing that I feel like we have an advantage nowadays rather than the past is the availability of the internet. So. A lot of people, if you just want to pick people's minds and stuff, you can just go watch a podcast just like this. You can go watch YouTube. You can really see the how people think of every certain business that you would want to be in. And it's, if you just want to look for it, it the information's there. Like there's, there's no shortage of information on the, in the, on the internet. You can kind of find a lot in how to pick everyone's mind at the same time and basically pick and choose what you think would work for you and your company. Nice. And did you ever consider going to college or you just wanted, you just knew from a young age, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn from others and build a business instead? I would say when I first got into high school, I wasn't sure I just was gonna go just because, you know, that's just a traditional route. I just didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time, but, say near the second half of high school i went out and i needed extra money so i knocked on some doors and closed three long clients in my first day knocking doors and i was like whoa this <laughs> nice. turned into something big if i really wanted to i could i you know i had the whole time where i thought oh in 30 days if i'm doing it at this rate i'll have 100 yards in a month so i had a lot of that running through my head at the time but it's, it's really that I saw the opportunity there. And then I've never looked back since. Nice. Yeah, you filled, uh, you filled a need and people and they need yeah. their lawn, especially in Florida, needing their lawn taken care of. Yep. Yeah. Especially in Florida. Mm -hmm. What do you think, um, what do you think changed, you know, um, with the mindset of wanting to go to college between entrepreneurship and you said you never looked back? Uh, aside from the amount of money that could be made, what do you think changed within your mindset? For me, I think it was just more of, I can have a bigger purpose rather than just, you know, going to a job and making a couple bucks. I can actually, mm -hmm. you know, try to work towards something. Like for me, my goal is slowly changing, creating an impact in the labor industry and uh, having, you know, better job positions and people paying more, for performance rather than hourly. But I saw the opportunity that I can actually make it some sort of impact, regardless of how big or small my business is, at least it would impact my employees. So 
I just thought there was a lot more opportunity in business for me to express myself in what I want to do in life. So since if I just had a job and I went to college and just the traditional route, there's really nothing I could have done rather than, you know, just work the job and make my income. Mm-hmm. I chose this way because I could express myself. Nice. Do you ever have any doubts in your path or do you feel like, like has any doubt ever even crossed your mind or did you feel confident in your path from, from that very beginning? You meaning like, I didn't know if I could do it? Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning of this year, I actually advertised for two months straight without closing one client. Every single day, passing out about 500 door hangers a day. Wow. And I actually got injured trying to pass out those door hangers because I, I was over using, using my legs and I was, I was walking about like 12, 13, 15 miles a day. Wow. Dang. So in the beginning, yeah, I was like, dang, I'm, I'm passing all these flyers. I haven't got a customer. But over the course of the year, just the snowball effect was ridiculous. And it just really took into effect. And then recently, that's when I've been making the profits of my business throughout this entire year. That's incredible. Yeah, it just once I, I mean, like when you hear it, once it once it takes off, once something clicks, it just you you, you can't take control of it anymore. It has a mind of its own and, and, you know, grow, especially, you know, having the name grow is, you know, growing out of control, like the way nature <laughs> does, which is wild, you know, it's perfectly, mm-hmm. it is, it is, it is. So when, so you're saying that you were able to commit yourself to walking all those miles each day to stay focused, even though you didn't close any clients for two months. How, how are you prioritizing your schedule and not getting distracted? I mean, there's parties going on, you're young. Like, how are you keeping your mind focused? Because I was just thinking about, I'm more, when it was the beginning of the year, I kind of had to focus more on the bigger picture rather than what I'm doing day to day. So I said, for me, it was kind of more out of fear because what am I going to do? I already decided I'm not going to college. What am I gonna do if I don't pass these door hangers out? What, just sit at my mom's house for the rest of my life? <laughs> I got to, you know, get up and do something. So I really, there's nothing else to do rather than just go at it full on. So I kind of already put myself in a position by choosing not to go to college that, okay, now I gotta take action or I'm just gonna be sitting here doing absolutely nothing, bored out yeah. of my mind. There's no point of just sitting here and doing nothing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it sounds like, and we've spoken about this on the in the past on different podcasts with other people, if the dream doesn't ignite that passion within you to do something, the nightmare will definitely drive you towards your goals. Yep. <laughs> nightmare meaning, you know, what's on the other end of it and, and you don't want to be doing nothing with your life. Makes yep. sense, you know, or just clocking in, clocking out for somebody else's dream instead of your dream every day. Yep, exactly. <laughs> So while while you are building your business and now I see that you're creating YouTube videos and teaching other people and building mindset around your business and it's not just a business anymore. It's not just lawn care. It's become something more than that. So have you ever run into the issue of people saying, you're, you're really young, how are you doing this? Why are you in business or doubting you because of your age? Yeah, for sure. A lot of people 
think that since I'm young, they always say, oh, you should be living your life. You shouldn't be working this hard. But in my opinion, I feel like when you're young, that's the best time to just, I mean, if you're gonna go hard at it, my thought process is just go hard for like two years, three years and go completely 100%, 1000%, and then you won't have to really worry about going hard. You may still be working in your business, but not you know, at that ground zero level where you're really working yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You always hear like, um, work hard, play hard, but people think that it's supposed to be at the same exact time, but really you have to take some time to really, really work hard with no play. And then that's how you're able to free your time so that it's more play. And then you work a little less hard. <laughs> yep. Awesome. I, I kind of saw when I read a lot of books about say like, you know, Think and Grow Rich, The Millionaire Next Door, a lot of those type of mindset books. And I heard a lot about, oh, sacrifice 10 years for a lifetime of freedom. Mm -hmm. For me, my thing was, I didn't want to wait 10 years. <laughs> I don't have time to wait 10 years even. So I am looking at what they're trying to do in 10 years and I'm trying to compress it into two, three years. So for me, the way to do that is to, you got to have to fully commit and just think about nothing else. There hasn't been a day this year that I haven't thought about something I can make more efficient in my business, thinking about the business plan. There has not been a single day where I haven't thought about anything about my business. Nice, you're focused. Yeah, that's incredible. I um, I definitely know what that's like, especially um, just focusing really hard on something and just trying to build out of that ground zero mentality and physically too, and trying to create something formidable of what you, you know, brought into your mind to bring into, you know, like I said, formidable of something that's just real. And, uh, you know, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive, especially at what you're doing. You know, you're working with your guys too. You're not even, you know, controlling, overseeing. You're out there with them, showing them how it's done, getting it done, and then running the business on the back end, being a example for your team, which is, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty great, especially something that needs to be seen more often. So, um, you know, overall, just the entrepreneurial mentality, as well as the mentality of, of, of getting on the field and, and get it done with your guys is also extremely impressive. So. Um, you know, being somebody that is going to make an example of the, the, the work industry, the labor industry, is definitely something that GROW can, can achieve. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I want to see what are three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody that maybe you do a little bit different in business or three different ways to focus on on growing your wealth for me the obviously the big thing with me is focus more on your employees rather than anything else because if your employees aren't doing good and your employees aren't getting the work done you're making no money at the end of the day mm -hmm. so and the employees are the ones making you the money so you have to really focus on making sure they are in a good position Another thing that I say a lot of people should look at when they're looking at their business is look more of your business as percentage. So 
I try to look at my business as a money machine. So I have a machine, right? I put $1 of ad spend in and I get say $5 of revenue out. So I try to look at that and find the percentage of revenue I make per advertisement. So when I do door hangers, say I pass it a thousand and I close 10 clients for 60 bucks a month each. So for a thousand flyers, I would make $600. And I try to figure out oh, how much money do I have to spend to get my, my business to this size. And once you figure out that number, I feel like it's not really a guessing game anymore. It's just, okay, I know how much I have to spend because I already found my numbers. It's more about just, you know, feeding the machine and then it just spitting out the same result that you already kind of, you, you obviously, you, you test advertisement to find that number. But once mm -hmm. you find that number, the average number, I mean, it's just, it's not even a guessing game anymore. It's just, okay, you kind of know the, about the amount of money you're gonna have to spend to get your business to this size. How do you d differentiate that in your mind and not get emotionally attached to the numbers? Emotionally attached meaning? Like, a lot of people, when they start putting money into things, they start to have a lot of doubt and then they let fear or worry about what's happening or sadness sometimes even overtake it and then they quit. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay focused on, okay, this is just a numbers game. I just got to keep feeding numbers and don't think about it so much anymore as something personal on you. Like thinking that, oh, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. For, for me, there's, I mean, there's no point of doubting yourself. There's no reason to doubt yourself. I mean, okay, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That's the worst that's gonna happen. You're gonna be in the same position. If you're not gonna die, if it doesn't work, it's really not that big of a deal. So if you're looking at advertisement budget and all that, you shouldn't be spending money that you're gonna have to live off of. So once you already satisfied that, amount of money that you, so you can live you don't really have to worry about your personal expenses i mean there's no point of not trying with the additional money what is yeah. the money going to do anyways so it's it's better just to try rather than to save and not to do anything with your money yeah because I there's agree. no real downside okay you lose a you lose money people lose and make money every single day so it's just how the economy works. There's a lot of money to be made. You don't have to try to hold on to a couple of dollars so much. <laughs> um, yeah, that does make sense. A lot of people get tied to their financials because they're convinced that finances determine who you are as a person and they let it affect them in that way. But once you're right, once you do have the personal finances taken care of if you have a little bit extra you could either spend it on like getting yourself some snacks or something or you can invest it into your future so it's just making that difference of what what do you want to prioritize what do you want in your life and then spend your money on what you want for your life and that could be a business yep and i have a tip about being able to not spend your extra money for me, the big thing, because if you didn't know this year, I have not spent, say, even a thousand dollars for extra things this wow. entire year. 
for me, the big thing was just if I'm completely busy, like if Monday through Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, I'm doing quotes, I'm completely busy. My schedule is what, where am I going to spend money? <laughs> the point is getting yourself so busy and to try to make, to try to work as hard as you can in your business. So you don't even really think about spending extra money because what's the point? Like if I wanted to go buy these new shoes, there's, there, I'm not going to wear the shoes because <laughs> what am I wearing every day? The work uniform. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's no point to buy new shoes if every day I'm either wearing gym clothes to go to the gym or wearing my work uniform. There's no point anymore. So kind of getting yourself in that position where there's no point to spend additional money because you're not going to use it. You're not going to do it anyways. Is like how you if you wanted to like physically make yourself not spend money, that's my method of doing it. And that's what I've done all year. Nice. <laughs> you have literally like a laser focus on your business. <laughs> Did you say I that you would to. have like a, a work-life balance? Yeah. I, on the weekends, I actually hang out with my friends a lot, but I would say my friends all kind of started their own small businesses too. So technically speaking, we do talk about business a lot <laughs> in numbers. So, but I, I mean, that's what I enjoy to do. I like talking about business. So work-life balance, I actually work four days a week. I, I actually used to work five, five, six days a week, every single week. And I cut it down to four days a week. But during those four days, I'm laser focused. Monday through Thursday, it's just work, work, work. Even when I'm at my house, I'm trying to figure out what, how to grow the business, texting customers, trying to, you know, generate more quotes, work on my Google advertisement, my Facebook advertisements, and my door hangers designs. So during those four days, I try to really take a lot of action. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or more relaxed and just, you know, hanging out and not having to do much because I did work so hard in those four days. Mm. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm thinking back to the to the uh, conversation we just had about um, finances and what that looks like for people when it comes to them. Um, putting their money where they, they want to put it and how they think about it. Because that topic, what we were talking about, something struck up in my mind was that people have a hard time, and th and this this is, uh, I guess, a matter of opinion and fact at the same time. People have a hard time taking their money and putting it into a business or taking it into an investment or some sort just because they equate their money into their time. You know, people are paid by a certain dollar amount per hour. And so then they take that, they take that mentality into a business and I'm sure, as you would know, as a business owner, you probably you probably spent a lot of time just like, you know, what you're doing now, not necessarily getting paid for the efforts that you're putting in, yeah. you know. Sure. So I'm sure you spent a lot of time doing um, foundational work that, that just like in that two months, you didn't see any revenue come in. Um, and then how, how would you how would you how would you handle that for a new business owner that would be listening or somebody that's looking to start an entrepreneurial journey by them taking that mentality of, that job mentality, I get paid this amount of money per hour 
you know, how would you help switch that mindset for somebody who's new to business and help them overcome that, um, that fear? For me, it depends on your situation. So if you're super young, there's no point of, you know, not taking that leap of faith. But say you're older and you can't really sacrifice having an income because maybe you have kids or maybe you have a family to feed and you have expenses that, you know, can't fluctuate like when you're young and you can just move into like a small apartment if you needed to. So if you're older and you're kind of trying to do it later, I would say the big thing is starting it more as a side hustle rather than going fully in. So if you're or if you're already in a situation where you have expenses, I would try to do it more as a side hustle and to create the business from that. So you got to kind of think of it more as a hobby rather than a business right in the beginning. And then if you do it that way, you know, you could start booking jobs for the weekend or maybe you're doing online and on your off time, you're learning about how to maybe advertise and do your marketing and then you start doing it on your weekends just as an extra time you only would really need to spend like an hour a day on extra stuff you could i would say move more slow paced if you were in that position if because you know if you business is risky so if you do mess up you can be screwed so i would say move more at a slow pace and starting it as a side hustle rather than jumping completely in if you're older in that position but for sure start but just maybe a little bit slower as a side hustle rather than quitting your job and going straight in if you're young there's no point of waiting just go straight in there's no point yeah it's not going to change your life yeah yeah absolutely and whatever you do when it comes to building business or taking up a new journey in life you know even if there's no tangible success, I guess. There's a lot of intangible success, meaning things that are unseen that go into professional and personal growth that you've experienced along the way. When you start to get your hands on, you know, materials that teach you and grow you, how to manage, you know, yourself, which teaches you how to lead others, you know, it, it gives you a, a stronger mentality and practice. What are, I know you mentioned some books earlier. What are some of your uh, favorite books that you're reading right now? Well, right now I'm actually, I've been rereading the book Unlock It by Dan Locke okay. because I've been seeing a lot of, oh, what position am I in? What, um, I'm pretty sure he calls it the wealth archetypes. Yeah. Hmm. I've been trying to, you know, to look at what archetype I am and basically how to overcome that situation because I mean, at any point in your life, you can always improve. There's no point where you can't improve. So continuously learning will always help you. And books are, you know, an easy way to see how a person thinks. So I like Audible. I, I buy the yeah. book and I use the Audible. <laughs> I don't know. I like seeing the physical book, but then I also, you know, rather hear their voice. I feel like it is a different aspect when you're hearing them say it rather than you reading it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. both at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Reading a book is like almost reading a text message. You know, it's interpretational. Um, however, that person is telling the story with bigger context behind it. But hearing them in that voice, you can hear the tonality. You can hear their, their, just how they're structuring their words around their vernacular. 
and um, it, it, it can uh, can definitely bring a different type of mindset to it. Just like um, a book that comes to my mind is that um, The Magic of Thinking Big. The way that guy speaks during his Audible book is just so, um, it's peaceful and relaxing, yet it's actionable and affirmative in what you're doing for your own life. So it's uh, it, it's different than the voice that plays in your head is what I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure. It's like listening to a podcast or watching a YouTube video. You're hearing somebody else teach you. So it comes off a little bit different. And you feel like their emotions rather than how you might process their emotions, like reading a text message versus calling someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Uh, you can same really parallel. feel how they're thinking. Yeah. Oh, a question I actually wanted to ask you. Um, you were talking a little bit about the difference on first starting out on your business when you're a little bit older and when you're younger. Do you feel like there's some things that the older generation might not know about starting a business now? Do you do you have any tips for them? For an older generation, I would say because depending on what I know from back then and how a lot of, you know, older businesses like operate is they, a lot of them don't know the power of online marketing mm. and the social presence and how that's a huge factor in a business nowadays. So starting a business now could be as easy as, you know, creating a Facebook page and then start posting in your, you know, community chat. And you can legit grow a business just from posting in a community chat. So knowing like the power of online presence would be a huge factor in growing a business nowadays, right? Then back then when you really didn't have to have so when there really wasn't social media, there wasn't yeah. any social presence. Now Google, Facebook, Nextdoor, all these different, you know, online presence is they create a big impact and get you a lot of different lead flows. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, I would say um, that it's not necessarily a, a matter of doing it. It's a more or less of having to figure out how to make it better because we can all get on there and do it. And being able to have the ability to, to come back and, and retry and re-enter things, I think is a big process of that too. Uh, because when you go out and start building a business, um, and just like you've experienced too, I'm sure there are times where you've had to make tweaks and adjustments and things. How have you, how have you okay. been able to to adjust along the way throughout this year to help your revenue grow, to help your business grow, to help yourself grow? You're, I mean, you have a team of employees, all within a 12 month time period of really driving hard within your business now. So, I kind of focused a lot on keep. I just keep tweaking my advertisement in a lot of my social medias to just constantly try to become better. So like say in the beginning of the year, my door hangers may got 1%. And now on my recent door hangers, I've been even seeing like upwards, sometimes even, even 5% when we do an advertisement run, which nice. is really high for the, you know, amount you have to spend. So I would say for a lot of people, People, a lot of people don't know how to, you know, brand themselves right and do a lot of design aspects. Mm -hmm. So if you wouldn't know how to do that, I would recommend, you know, getting with a branding expert or 
going trying to you know find someone who can help you with that part of the branding and design and marketing but that is a big factor in whether you figure it out or you have someone or a company do it for you it has to be done if you want to continue to grow and try to you know keep going exponential rather than you know flatline yeah mm -hmm. so from what you're saying it seems like Branding, which is something that we stand strong by, is something that's extremely necessary. And a lot of people just skip over branding and just focus on business. But how do you see that branding impacts your business? I think branding is the most important thing in your business, actually. Yeah? I, I preach this to my friends all the time. I think the reason I've grown so fast this year was because my branding makes it super obvious of who I am. So a lot of, I get it a lot when customers text me or call me or email me and they say, Hey, we saw your truck on the road or, Hey, we, we heard about your company. And then I also been at Walmart randomly where people came up and say, Hey, aren't you guys grow? Oh. <laughs> and like we're trying to get us customers at the, at Walmart. So a lot of people we, with our branding, we kind of made it. You know super minimalistic and kind of obvious of who we are so since we've worked on our branding and that for me that was the most important thing that i started with this year that's the most important thing in my opinion i think you can build a job with advertisement but how you build a business is with branding mm. because branding makes you who you are rather than just advertisement to get customers advertisement gets customers branding builds a reputation Thanks. which customers come to regardless of advertisement or not that was that was that was a good quote mm -hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> when the when the leaf is shown you know people are going to know who they're talking about meaning grow you know yep. <laughs> even your colors are just so specific the green the black and the white i mean you're on you're unrecognizably most recognizably like the biggest on the grow no pun intended. Blonde <laughs> care company coming up in the in the in the Florida area for sure. My goal is actually to make the company just grow without the landscaping. My goal is to make the branding so strong in my business, in the areas that I do service, to where I only have to say grow, and as soon as I say grow, you know who I am. And that's you know 100% due to branding. Because yeah. the more you brand, the more you become a household name. Mm -hmm. Nice. Absolutely. So I know you have some big goals for yourself and for the business and for your team as well. So what what does your next three years look like and what's the goal? I would say in three years, I would be having five locations. I'm going to just put that out there. My goal next year is to have this location at a million dollar location. And then the year after that to start my second location with a general manager with me being remote. And then, you know, that's kind of more of a testing year, just testing if that model does work. And if it does, which, you know, according to the numbers, according to my plan, it works. And I haven't been wrong yet. So, but you know, you always, you know, you can't guarantee anything yeah the year after that which would be year three 
my plan would be starting three locations in one year based off that model since I don't have to be physically there at all. Right. Yeah. Nice. Um, so there's a huge shift that would go in between you having a 10K month to tripling or quadrupling that so that you hit that $1 million a year. What is that shift going to be for you? The, the, focus, the focus has to change rather than, you know, you doing the work. You kind of have to focus more on how your employees are, like the culture in your business. So mm. once you kind of build that culture in your business, which is kind of like your in-business brand, once you build that culture aspect, you can try to, you know, delegate tasks out to your employees. And since they have the same, getting them on the same mindset as you with the, you know, paper performance, they kind of more think, oh, how can we become more efficient? How can we improve? Since my employees are already thinking that way, I don't have to, you know, constantly be telling my employees how to improve. I'm kind of delegating work. So for me, the big shift would be rather than me having to do stuff, I will delegate it. So I have other people in the business thinking of those things, like say, for me, in, instead of me, you know, managing the routes and making sure everyone is getting the work done with quality, mm -hmm. I would rather be focused on sales and branding. So then I can have a, say a maintenance manager who can focus on that. So instead of me having to physically be there, I can focus on growing the business instead of working on it and managing. My right. focus, you gotta switch your focus from managing to growing. They're two different things. Yeah, that's that's huge. It takes a lot of a lot of shifts in your personal mentality to grow from being somebody who's doing the legwork to being a leader. And that being able to communicate your culture is, is exactly what's gonna do that. Finding people who are like-minded and building a team with a common mission that they think the same way as you, that's, that's, that's gonna be the difference maker. And, um, you know, a lot of people have trouble trusting people and passing off because it's like, it's your baby up to this point. Like you've yeah. been the one doing it. And then now you have to pass it off and trust other people to do that. Do you feel like you'll run into any issues with that? For me, the, the thing that kind of makes that not as big as a deal is the way I pay my employees. So I give them a set amount of work to do for the day and they have to get this amount of work done at whatever pace they have to get it done at. So say on my schedule, you should, on average, most employees should be getting done around six, six and a half to eight hours a day. So if they like say mess up on a yard or they miss spots for my employees, that's it's not gonna be like you're fired. It's more gonna be like a callback. Like they personally have to go back. So if they don't wanna work as hard and do extra work, they kind of have to, you know, do it with speed, but make sure they're not gonna have to go back the next day or the following week. Yeah, so, quality with care. You know, you have to have those balancings. You gotta balance it. So rather than just, you have employees focusing on speed, you kind of have that balancing act, which makes them have to focus on quality too, because they don't, at the end of the day, saving a minute on a yard is not gonna save 30 minutes having to, you know, load up and go back to clean up one yard that you made a mistake on. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's a good way to mitigate it, actually. Just like I mentioned earlier on in our uh, in our episode together is that ownership that you give your employees within your own company, it's totally going to change the way people think about it because they, they own their work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um, I mean, being an artist myself, I mean, just anything that I do hands-on, you know, regardless of whether it's, you know, artwork or not, you know, you want to do a good job in it because that's the effort that's that's came from you. So you breeding that mentality into people is going to go a long way for them, even after they're done with Grow and they move on and do something else in their career, whether that's open up a business or they work for somebody else. But the personal attributes and strengths that you've built within that for their professional line of work is going to go, you know, way above and beyond a paycheck ever did for them just because of the type of ownership and belief that you give to your team which um is gonna you know let alone just be one of those things that change the labor industry overall it's that trust and that confidence in your people yep that's the goal nice i love it <laughs> so i feel like we've learned a lot in this episode and i feel like our listeners are really gonna have some things to think about now we, we talked about how at a young age it's it's easy for you to just go all into your business and once you do that you have to get focused on numbers rather than connecting your emotions to it and you you keep your focus on the bigger picture rather than thinking about your daily tasks and that's something that you just mentioned to us and you know it's really important to have that branding too because the branding is going to be what keeps people back but most of all it's important to focus on the people that you're working with and make sure that they feel right because when you make sure people feel right around you then the mission as a whole grows bigger so chase i appreciate you coming on to our podcast and we want to ask you do you have one more piece of advice for people who are listening Yep. Business is simple. And people try to make business seem difficult. And people make business a whole bunch of different complex tasks. Instead of thinking of all these different things in your business, think about business like this. Advertise, book the work, make money or make a sale. Advertise, book, work, make money. It's that simple. You don't have to, you know, try to make your business more complex than it is. It's not that complex. At the end of the day, it's those three things. Advertise, book the work, and make your sale. Awesome. That's 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 incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Where can our listeners find you? You can find me either on my Instagram or YouTube. My YouTube channel is Girl Landscaping and my Instagram is Girl Landscaping Trinity. It's Girl Landscaping of Trinity, but you know, I just left out the of just so my username is not as long. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Well, it was a pleasure having you on, Chase. And remember everyone who's listening, we love you. Our path is to empower yours.